What up, what up? Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the Man Cave Football Podcast, the football podcast where we talk everything football-related and uh, try to sound smart and doing it. I'm Dan Casper, your host, as always. It's the podcast episode before the NFL draft. So tying up some uh, loose ends here before we get to uh, next week's episode where I'll reveal my mock draft, round one, picks one through 32, also seven-round Green Bay Packers mock draft as well but uh, in this episode we're going to talk a little bit uh first of all i'm going to wrap up my division uh series looking at uh, uh teams and what they need to do or what they need to continue to do in, in this offseason to improve their team so wrapping it up with the afc east nfc east afc north and then finally the nfc north uh so taking a look at that also we'll talk a little schedule now that the nfl schedule is out there reaction to that you're not going to get uh any game win predictions from here because it's april and we haven't even gotten to the draft a lot can be played out yet uh, so no game predictions just looking at a couple things uh with the schedule and uh looking at the uh the packers schedule and how it's set up as well russell wilson gets a new contract we'll discuss that uh as well but let's get things kicked off with this episode wrapping up the uh division series division preview series the outlook for for these teams uh as as we get ready for the nfl draft and let's start off with the afc east afc east of course is owned by the new england patriots let's be honest the new england patriots own this division have owned it for quite some time now and really haven't been all you know they haven't really been challenged a whole lot i know there's dolphins one year won the division and all that fun stuff but uh uh, let's be honest. This is they. They might want to rename this division the Patriots division, uh, the, as much as they've been dominating it as of late. But looking at this team, you know, Gronk retired in the off season. They 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 lost uh, their their left tackle Brown. They lost Flowers their defensive end. So, but you know what, Bill Belichick, this isn't anything new. You know, they lost a lot of players this off season. But it seems like this happens every year with the New England Patriots. They don't panic. Yet they're always in, in in the Super Bowl or deep runs into the playoffs. So, you know, when we look at these team needs and, and we can point out, well, they definitely need a tight end or they definitely need some defensive line help there. Yet it seems like more often than not, Bill Belichick and the Patriots don't really do what everybody thinks that they need to do, and yet they're still one of the last couple teams remaining at the end of the regular season. But as hard as it is to do, I'll put on my Bill Belichick general manager hat here. Looking at this team, I do think they need a tight end. Uh, they do need to replace Gronkowski. Uh, they they got to get a little bit younger there. This this draft is loaded, loaded with tight ends. They tried to get Jared Cook over there. Not hap- didn't happen. He stayed with the Saints. So I do think the Patriots really have to address the tight end position. Uh, if they want, you know, TJ Hawkinson, they're going to have to move up in, in the draft to get him. Can they stay patient and wait, maybe get Noah Fant, Irv Smith Jr.? We know the Alabama connection there, too. So uh, Patriots, for me, if I'm looking for a number one need for them, probably is that tight end spot. And we know Belichick loves his tight ends. Okay, Gronk, obviously, when Aaron Hernandez was there, uh, he, he was a focal point. Uh, Dwayne Allen really didn't live up to that 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 potential there. But uh, uh, tight end, for sure. Defensive line, trying to replace flowers bill belichick it seems like every single year just kind of you know goes through a different defensive line or edge rushers uh grouping it seems like there's different guys there almost every single year 
but I think they need to get some more depth at that defensive line, at that edge rushing spot for their defense. Offensive line is kind of the the interesting one when it comes to the Patriots because I mean they, they've they've like it's been a turn tile over there. I mean they, they've gotten it seems like a new tackle every couple seasons. And they sold her a couple years ago, got some new big contract from the Giants. You know Brown going to to the Raiders, big contract. So I do think you know the Patriots do a really good job though, where they don't have a whole lot of money invested in their offensive line. It's not loaded with a, a bunch of high prospects. But they do such a good job coaching that, and they do such a good job of scheming around that offensive line, too, getting the ball out of Tom Brady's hands really quick. So I do think, though, they need to to get some more bodies on that offensive line. And, you know, going back to what I said, when you know, when we we always seem like to say, well, the Patriots need to get this player, this position, yet sometimes they don't, yet they still succeed. Probably the big one, wide receiver. And I get Edelman is there. They had Cooks a couple years ago. They tried to get Antonio Brown, apparently, or at least they made a call uh, uh, regarding him. I think they do have to. I know they just signed Demarius Thomas, but to, with his injury and all that, too, who knows when he's going to be able to actually be back. It sounds like he could start the season on the pup list. But still, let, let's let's see if they can get a playmaking wide receiver, a down-the-field type of wide receiver to pair up with Thomas when he's healthy and also Julian Edelman. So that's my outlook for, for the Patriots. The Jets... Uh, I think they, you know, going to this draft, get some pass rushers, especially if you're going to be going up against Tom Brady. If you're trying to take down the Patriots and that and that empire, get some pass rushers on that defense. Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, loves to blitz, loves to get after the quarterback. Get those edge rushers. Get some secondary help. Get some corners back there to help out uh, that that secondary. Uh, you know, defensive line as a whole, just get a bunch of bodies up there. Get some get some rushers up there. That's what Greg Williams likes to do. Loves to blitz. So get. Get as many solid defensive linemen, edge rushers, as you possibly can. Offensive line, got to help out that that second-year quarterback in Sam Darnold. Give him some protection back there. Open up some holes for your new high-priced running back, Le'Veon Bell, too. So uh, get some offensive line depth over there. And, you, you know, you got that quarterback, Sam Darnold. Surround him with some talent. Get a tight end, maybe another wide receiver. They're going to be running the ball quite a bit with, with, with Le'Veon Bell. So it should open up the play action a little bit. Get some wide receivers, get some tight ends to help out that uh, that that second-year quarterback in Sam Darnold. So that's what I'm looking at with the Jets there. The Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins, their number one need is quarterback, but I don't think they address it this year. I don't think they're going to make a move for this year. Maybe looking at next year here. They're kind of in that rebuilding mode, let's be honest. They, they may not say that for this year, but I think a lot of the fans recognize they're in a rebuilding mode. Uh, so number one need is quarterback. I just can't see them going, to, you know, moving up maybe for a Drew Locke or a Dwayne Haskins or even for Kyler Murray or anything like that. Uh, so Dolphins quarterback, I just don't know if they're going to do that this year. Offensive line, th- th- eventually they're going to have to build up that depth because they are going to have a younger quarterback up there. So get some offensive line. I mean, really, Dolphins. I'm not trying to pick on them. They have a lot of needs all across the board. Offensive line. Get some pass rushers over there, uh, some edge rushers, wide receivers, corners. I mean, you can really look at the Dolphins roster and pick every spot and probably make a case uh, for those guys too. Uh, so I, it's not knocking them. They're just going through the rebuilding phase uh, at this point. They're trying to do it right, trying to build it. Ground up, Brian Flores, new head coach over there, maybe trying to do a, a little bit of the Patriot way at, at this point. So, I mean, the Dolphins, quarterback, O-line, edge, 
wide receiver, corners, helping out that secondary there a little bit. Um, Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be a solid, solid, solid player in this league. I like him a lot, uh, but get some edge rushers to help him out uh, up on the front there too. So, you know, Fitzpatrick's not always running around at the back end there, but and also get some more help for him back there in the secondary. Bills, uh, two just a year removed from the playoffs, made it two years ago. Uh, they got a new quarterback last year, Josh Allen. Uh, I think when you look at that for the Buffalo Bills with Sean Sean McDermott, defensive minded head coach, get some pass rushers, get some defensive line depth up there, especially in, in that Buffalo weather there. Uh, you want to get some big big bodies up there and kind of go old school type of football. That, that's what Sean McDermott likes to do. Also, get some offensive line help, protect your your, your second year quarterback like Sam Darnold. Allen, he needs he needs some offensive offensive line help up there, especially on the tackle side of things. Last year, Bills lost a lot of talented players on that offensive line. They got to start rebuilding that backup. They did last year. They have to continue with that process. Also, get him some more help uh, on the outside. Buffalo, like New England, tried to trade for Antonio Brown. Well, we all know that story. Brown kind of put his foot down and refused to go to the Bills. Uh, so they, you know, with Allen's big arm too, you'd like to see. Uh, a bigger um, or a faster deep threat uh, going down the sideline for the Buffalo Bills, too. So I'm looking at a wide receiver uh, to help out the Buffalo Bills. But that's my AFC East. Let's look at the NFC East now. Cowboys, remember, they don't have a first-round pick uh, in this upcoming draft. That was traded for Amari Cooper there. But I'm looking at the Cowboys, and a lot of it is defensive. Uh, First of all, starting with the secondary uh, corners, safeties, Earl Thomas. They didn't. They weren't able to land him, even though that rumor's been going on for the last couple years here. So they need some secondary help back there, both safety and corner wise. The old line, which was the cream of the crop uh, for for this team just a couple years ago, build some more depth up there. Who knows with, with Travis Frederick with his injury, what it's going to be like long term wise. But uh, start building that offensive line depth a little bit more there too to help out Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Because, you know, with those two guys coming up with, with new contracts here, some tough decisions are going to have to be made. So the Cowboys had spent a lot of money within that offensive line. They may have to go a little bit of a cheaper route, so start building that offensive line right now. Linebackers, uh, the, the, they got a nice young group over there with uh, Leighton Vanderesh, Jalen Smith. Probably could use a little bit more depth over there, though, too. Sean Lee's getting up there in age. They could use a little bit more depth at that linebacking group. But definitely edge rushers. Uh, I think they got to get a, get some more depth at that point, too. And uh, uh, just maybe even a backup running back for Ezekiel Elliott. So maybe to kind of ease the load off of, of him there a little bit, too. So that's what I'm looking at for the Cowboys. Giants, I mean, where do we start with the Giants, right? Edge rushers, quarterback, quarterback. I mean, come on, you got to start finding your eventual successor to Eli Manning, uh, but they, they need some defensive line, some uh, some pass rushers over there. Offensive linemen, uh, they need some, whoever's playing quarterback can't play behind that offensive line from the New York Giants. They need some depth at that offensive line spot, especially at the tackle. You know, Nate Solder for that big contract had a little bit of a down year last year. Uh, and then some corners too. Get some corner depth, get some secondary help, uh, especially with Landon Collins gone now from the Giants. Might want to look at that that back end there too. So Giants, kind of like the Dolphins, 
eventually they're going to have to go into a little bit of a rebuild mode here rebuild mode here so they've got a lot of openings here but i'm looking at the the edge rushers the offensive linemen especially the tackles a quarterback finally and then some secondary help too uh, especially with landon collins gone from from the giants eagles uh, I'm looking at the Eagles. Secondary help, especially the, the safety groups back there. A little bit help on the back end. Maybe some tackles, offensive tackles there. A pat, you know, Eagles. They like a lot of pass rushers. They like a lot of defensive linemen on their team. Maybe get a little bit more uh, of some depth there. They traded Michael Bennett uh, to, to the Patriots, uh, so maybe get some more depth there. And you know, to go with those safeties, maybe get some cornerbacks too. Some cornerbacks on the outside there too. So kind of give give Jim Schwartz some more depth, some younger options, maybe in that secondary and on that defensive line, uh, especially. But you know, you're looking at the offense right now. Carson Wentz, uh, he's got some options for for wide receivers like uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz at tight end there. So he's got some weapons that he can play with. He's got Howard, the running back now from from the uh, the Chicago Bears. So. Uh, they've got some weapons on offense there to help out Carson Wentz. I think they kind of need to retool uh, the defense there a little bit. Washington, they may be looking for a new quarterback, whoever that's going to be. Case Keenum's not the long-term option over there. Who knows what the future holds for Alex Smith. Doesn't look good for him. Maybe get some uh, wide receiver help over there, some secondary help, some corners specifically. You, You spent a lot of money on Landon Collins. Let's get some corners up there to help them out. Maybe some edge rushers on that defensive line as well. Offensive guards help protect whoever that quarterback is going to be over there, and uh, some linebackers too. So you know, Washington, not that. I mean, they, they. I think the number one need is still going to be that long-term quarterback. Is it going to be this year that they're going to find it? Josh Rosen has been rumored to go, uh, possibly as a trade target over there. Who knows if that's going to happen? But uh, they need some guards and and some wide receivers to help out who that whoever that quarterback is going to be at, at that point. And and then you know spending all that money on Landon Collins, maybe give him some corners so he's not running all over the place uh, back there, and some edge rushers to get after that quarterback. That's the NFC East. Let's move to the AFC North now, starting with the Steelers. Big one, maybe another wide receiver to go with Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, Antonio Brown left or traded. Get some more young talent over there. Some linebackers, some edge rushers, that Pittsburgh defense. We know that they like to have a lot of pass rushers, a lot of edge rushers over there. A tight end to help out Ben Roethlisberger. You know, Jesse James gone. Maybe get that, you know, Ben likes to throw to the tight ends. Maybe get a playmaking tight end and some secondary help. Uh, You know, Morgan Burnett was released over there. Maybe some safeties uh, to, to help out the depth there. And, they're they're going to have to decide too what their future is going to be at quarterback. Is it going to be Mason Rudolph or or do they want to look at somebody else? Uh, so maybe kind of you know really assess that quarterback position as well with the Steelers. Browns, uh, I'm looking at you know maybe maybe a safety to go back there with Demarius Randall after they got rid of Jabril Peppers in the trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe some linebacking depth back there, some offensive line. Help to help out Baker Mayfield in that running game. It's kind of weird to say, you know, the Browns have filled a lot of a lot of holes with this team. Especially, it was another active free agency uh, period for them. Love the Sheldon Richardson move to bring him on the defensive line to pair him up uh, with Miles Garrett and the rest of those guys. So I like what they did there. Uh, they maybe get a couple more cornerbacks for some depth purposes back there. 
But the Browns aren't that far off, and they're going to have a fun offense this year. They're really going to have a lot, a, a big time offense, I, I think, this year. Um, who knows? You know, when, when Cream Hunt comes back, is he going to be the Cream Hunt that we saw with the Chiefs? If he is, and then they got Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. as their wide receivers, that's going to be a really fun offense uh, for the Browns. Bengals. I, I know there's a lot of people talking about. Do they need a quarterback? That they do have to decide. Is Andy Dalton going to be that future? Uh, for them or continue to be the quarterback for them. So they have to decide that, get some offensive line help. It's hard to play quarterback when you don't have some offensive linemen. So the Bengals need to look at the offensive line and get some depth there. Linebackers, perfect, is finally gone from the Bengals. He's over there with the Raiders. They've got to get some uh, help on that defense and get some pass rushers. That defense was awful last year for Cincinnati. Absolutely awful. So they, they need linebackers. They need some uh, more edge rushers, secondary help with that, uh, especially at the cornerback spot. You know, Pac-Man Jones, probably, who knows what he's going to be doing down the road. So that defense was just absolutely awful last year for the Bengals. They really need to get an influx of talent on that side of the ball. Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson, the new, uh, well, he was quarterback at the end of the year last year, but uh, doesn't have Joe Flacco looking over. Uh, his shoulder anymore. It's his team now. Get some wide receivers. Surround the guy with talent and offense. Make sure he succeeds. Help him succeed. Get some wide receivers. That defense lost a lot of players, too. Lost a lot of players. They're going to have to uh, load up again on edge rushers. They're going to have to load up again on some linebackers. And then, you know, with Lamar Jackson, who's a running quarterback in that, get some offensive linemen in there and help him out. Help them out. They spent a lot uh, of draft stuff, uh, draft capital on tight ends uh, the last couple of years, especially last year. Uh, so now get some wide receivers. Ravens have been that team that seems like they always struggle in trying to find some some wide receivers. So they got to hit it this time and get Lamar Jackson uh, some help. So he's not always kind of running around and trying to make plays on his feet. There, I like Alex Collins, Mark Ingram as the two as the two running backs over there. They have Earl Thomas in that secondary to help out but they need some uh, more depth at edge rushing and linebackers on that defense. That's the AFC North. Let's wrap it up now with the NFC North. The Lions, let's start with them. I'm looking at corners, get some more talent. I mean, you're looking at this NFC North division, you got quarterbacks all across the board. Matthew Stafford for the Lions, Kirk Cousins, say what you want about him. Still flings the ball all over, and he's got two good wide receivers there. Bears and Mitchell Trubisky, and of course Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They need some corners. They need some depth at that corner. They got flowers to help out their edge rushing. Probably could use a little bit more, though, More some some more depth there. Matt Patricia, former defense coordinator from the Patriots, entering his second year as the head coach for the Lions. He knows all about the importance of a pass rush. He'd like a lot more options there. Offensive line, protect Stafford, get him some help up there. T.J. Lang retiring, so they're going to need some depth and get a little bit younger on that offensive line. Golden Tate gone, traded last year. Maybe get some more wide receivers and help out uh, Matthew Stafford and maybe even a tight end uh, as well. And uh, looking at the run, Lions have always kind of had an issue with running backs. You know, maybe get some more depth at that spot too. But uh, that's what I'm looking at for the Lions. Vikings, same old, same old. Get some offensive line help uh, for your franchise quarterback, but also for Dalvin Cook. can you call Kirk Cousins franchise quarterback? I guess he is right now. He's only got two more years left on that three-year deal, but he, he's their franchise quarterback right now. But the Vikings have to get some offensive line help. 
whether it's for pass protection or uh, they're, so that they can run the ball a lot more with Dalvin Cook. D-line, Mike Zimmer, again, loves to bring some pressure with that defense, loves to rotate his defensive linemen, has to get some more uh, younger depth at that defensive line. Secondary, you know, there's rumors, is, is Trey Wayne's going to be traded? Is is Rhodes going to be traded? Uh, they need another safety back there too, so they do need some secondary help. And eventually they're going to have to replace Kyle Rudolph at the tight end spot too. So tight end's another position I'd be looking at if I was the Vikings. Bears, the division uh, champs, looking at this team. They lose Vic Fangio, their defensive coordinator. Chuck Pagano coming over as defensive coordinator. I'm looking at them and, you know, looking at edge maybe for, for some depth purposes behind Khalil Mack and Floyd. I know they got Lynch, but maybe some more younger depth options back there for for their edge rushers. Uh, secondary help, haha, Clinton Dix coming over on a one-year deal. Well, we've seen the good and the bad and maybe a little bit more of the bad with haha, Clinton Dix. How much are, is he going to be able to help out this defense? Adrian Amos going to the Packers. So maybe get some depth at that secondary spot. Get some old line to protect you. Your, your quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. Running back, you know, Howard went to traded to the Eagles. Tariq Cohen's over there. Maybe get some running back depth and uh, getting a tight end, too, to help out Mitchell Trubisky, especially those passes over the middle. And then finally, the Green Bay Packers, looking at them, think they need a tight end. I know they got Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis. It's about time they get a younger tight end to the future at that position, a safety to go with Adrian Amos and get some depth at that safety position. Uh, linebacker. Um, you know, this one to me can be a little bit more, how do I want to say this? Either inside or outside, versatile, uh, a versatile linebacker. Let's put it that way. Somebody that can line up on the inside and the outside, uh, defensive line. Mike Patton loves his defensive lineman. He's a big believer and pressure comes from the defensive line. So I'd like to see them maybe get somebody to pair up with Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels and the fact that Mike Daniels is going to be a free agent after this year. And then some offensive line depth. Brian Balaga going to be a free agent. We know he's gone through some injury stuff. It'd just be nice to maybe have that swing tackle as your backup right away, especially you know if David Bakhtiari does have to miss time. I don't think they really have a very viable option as a backup left tackle at this point. But that wraps up uh, all of my division series off-season outlooks uh, for these teams. Wrapping that up before the draft next week. Tidying up uh, this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast, just a couple more topics uh, before we close shop. Russell Wilson got a new contract, highest paid player in the league now. Uh, for You know, I, I don't like getting into the debate, well, is this guy worth it? Is that guy supposed to be the highest paid player in the league? It, it all depends on it, the, the market. The market changes every single season. Russell Wilson will be the highest-paid player until next year. And then whoever that's going to be, somebody else is going to pass them. Even Patrick Mahomes is going to get passed eventually. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be the highest-paid player at some point. But eventually he's going to get passed by somebody. That's just the way the market goes. Does it dictate – does the biggest contract mean necessarily that's the best player in the league? No, it doesn't. I I thought it was kind of maybe not funny, but a little – little curious that the rumors that maybe, you know, Russell wanted New York, the Honey Badger Ty Matthew tweeted that out, that, that Russell wants New York, he wants to go to New York. There was some talk that the Seahawks 
might not want to sign him to that big contract because you know they won their Super Bowl with their defense and you know they could find another quarterback to do what Russell does. Stop. You know this whole notion of if you pay a quarterback big money, you can't win. No, you still can win if you pay a quarterback big money. It's why you have your general managers. It's why you have your scouts. It's why you have your coaching staff. You can still win by paying quarterbacks big money. Now, I get the trend right now is these teams with younger quarterbacks, they're investing a lot of money into the other sides of the ball to try to win that Super Bowl. Rams tried to do it last year. Bears. It's smart. I'm not faulting them. It's smart on their half. But you can still win by giving a quarterback a lot of money. Because, you know, those teams that are winning with cheaper quarterbacks, you can do that with cheaper players and other positions too. It's like the Broncos when they won their Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was getting a big chunk of money. He's getting a big chunk of money. They didn't win the Super Bowl because of Peyton Manning. They won the Super Bowl because guys like Von Miller was still on their rookie deals. So, yes, it can still be done by paying a quarterback big money. Just might be a little bit harder. Just might be a little bit harder at that point. Schedule coming out in the NFL before uh, we even get to summer. We're finally getting some spring weather. But uh, the schedule coming out, so everybody's planning their fall and winter already. Um, but, you know, looking at it, I'm not going to pick wins or losses. You, to me, you can't do that in April, even before the draft. I just think that's pointless at this point, especially when we knew the opponents. I get now we, we know how road trips are going to go and home stands and all that. But I'm not going to pick wins or losses sitting here in April. But a couple of things that stood out to me, Bucks and Raiders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Raiders, if we want to say somebody got screwed, on the schedule, it's maybe those two teams. 49 days between home games for those guys. Both of them. 49 days between home games. Now, they got over like London games in there. I get that. But 49 days. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So those, I think, are maybe the two teams that have a, have a gripe about it. Packers schedule, you're looking at it. Five of the first seven at home. There's some talk that well that helps out Matt Lafleur, but I mean look at the opponents. It's 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 at five of their first seven. They start off the road game against the Bears, then you got the Vikings, then you got uh, the Denver Broncos. Who knows what they're going to be like uh, with Von Miller, Joe Flacco, uh, and then Vic Fangio remembers the head coach over there has got some experience going up against the Packers. Uh, then you got Philly for another Thursday night game. So I mean, great five of their first seven, but. That you gotta look at the opponents though too, and Lambeau really hasn't been that home field of an advantage for the Packers the last couple of years. So I I, I don't necessarily buy into that that whole thought process. And then when you look at it, Packers weeks twelve through seventeen, only two home games, and they're back to back with with Washington and Chicago there. Their last two games on the road to dome teams in the division. Vikings and Lions. So yeah, I get there's some there's some problems, or not problems, but there's some issues that Packers fans have with the schedule there. But you know what? Go and win the games. Go and win the games. The one thing I do like with, with the schedule uh, with the Packers, too, that I don't think is getting a whole lot of attention is they open up on a Thursday. Their next and last Thursday game is in week four. So instead of opening up with a Thursday game and then having another Thursday game, say, like week 12, where you know the guys are going through that long season, banged up, then they have a short 
rest or, or a short week, I should say, for another game when they're already banged up, that gets a little difficult at times. Green Bay gets to get their two Thursday games, or I should say, they get their Thursday games out of the way first quarter of the season. I think that's that's a good benefit for the Packers. That's a good benefit for the Packers there. So, And then, of course, the later uh, bye week, week 11, uh, I like that one too. When you add in those two Thursday games early, they get kind of two half-week mini-buys uh, with those Thursday games. So, Well, that's it for this edition of the Man Cave Football Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, your host. As always, next week we'll have the draft episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. I'm going to have my first-round mock draft and my seven-round Packers mock draft. So get ready for that. But I appreciate you tuning in as always. If you could do me a favor, subscribe to our podcast. If you have an Android, just download the Google Podcast app and subscribe. iOS users, download the Apple Podcast app and subscribe. Or as always, you can find us on the web too. Appreciate uh, if you could rate us as well, just make it a good one. We'll chat with you next time. I'm Dan Casper.